0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Lock and Key Unlocked, a podcast about Lock and Key on Netflix as well as the comic books. Everybody loves comic Whoa. books by oh. Joe Hill. That's what I was waiting for. At Gabriel Rodriguez, I'm Alex.
1: I'm Justin. I'm unlocked.
2: Pete. <laughs> I, I'm Pete, just regular locked. <laughs>
1: Pete
0: locked. That's unlocked, Pete. The opposite of unlocked is regular locked. Regular We're going to be talking about <laughs> season 2, episode 7, Best Laid Plans oh, oh, once no. again. Oh
2: That's a a horrible title, Title. horrible title. title. Well,
0: some big stuff goes down and there's some big Uh. turns and twists in this episode. Go watch it on Netflix because we're going to spoil it. But brief recap of what happens in the episode after finding out that Gabe and Eden are demons. The Lock Kids go on the offensive this episode. They come up with a big plan to trap them and throw Gabe back through the door of the wellhouse, which will turn him from an echo into nothing again. Unfortunately, it goes terribly, terribly wrong. Horribly wrong. Gabe gets the upper hand, captures Duncan, forces him to make a demon key for him. We find out the purpose. Turns out it's not to goop people up. It's actually to turn them into subservient demons, which is exactly Uh, what happens to supporting character Javi in this episode. They end up running away and uh, essentially losing everything by the end of the episode. And Gabe and Javi head off to go make a demon army. And uh, as a little note... Eden pushed to the side by the end of the episode. Real bummer if you're an Eden yeah. fan like Pete. Now, I thought this episode was great. Not that I haven't thought the rest of the episodes were great, but I thought the amount of tension that was stressful. running through this episode was so
2: good, so stressful. <sighs> no, yeah, it's too much. You got to turn it down a little bit. <laughs> too much. A little, little more fun. You wanted like a more chill episode? Yeah, yeah. Just like, no, but. Uh, yeah, this the the tension that was underlying this episode, especially when we, like, stop for an Aaron funeral, which, like, I think she deserves it, really, but, like, not now, guys, because we have to plan and then get ready for a backup plan and then a backup plan of that plan because, you know, like, the bad guys are coming.
1: Uh, that reminds me, when I um, vanish mysteriously, could right, you guys right. just burn some of my stuff afterward? <laughs> yeah, can she
0: ch- ch- Do we need to use the matchstick key, the magic key we have around here? Can we use like regular matches? Because it feels like, I know there's no limit on the magic, but
1: when they were like matchstick key, I was like, this is a little bit of a waste. We've been friends friends for a long time. Can you use some nice matches? Not just regular matches. (laughs) Can I use one
0: of those clicky, clicky gun Yes, the kitchen
1: oven starter. I would love Mm -hmm. that. I mean the duffel bag, you know that they burned it. it would look like a really nice duffel bag, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were really haunted by that. Is that the tension you were talking about? You're like, uh, they're not going to burn that duffel bag. Somebody oh, say the duffel bag! Unlock the duffel bag with the duffel key. Uh, the I gotta say, key. I'm
0: pretty surprised that they didn't follow up the montage saying goodbye to Aaron stuff with a montage saying goodbye to the duffel bag. Because, like Pete <laughs> <he'd> said. <laughs> Very nice duffel bag.
1: It's a nice duffel bag. <laughs> nice bag. <laughs> it was sad to see it go like that. Yeah, It'll, come it had, It'll come back. It had so much more stuff it could Game's have Gabe's going to use the identity
2: key to turn himself into that duffel bag. I just couldn't enjoy the Aaron moment, and I wanted to because, like, enjoy. guys, there's no time to say goodbye to Aaron, look for his stuff, put it in a duffel bag, light it on fire, say some nice things. No, you, you guys aren't are casually coming up with half
1: a plan and then thinking you're good. Here's the thing. They had time because mm-hmm. the plan didn't start. It's like, you know, when we prepare to record these podcasts, like it's a, it's tense, it's stressful. I have to just try to fill the time in between when we talk. Wow. Anyway, I can, by burning <laughs> other forms of luggage. You have a family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's plenty <laughs> to do. <laughs> I can spend time with them when I'm not off mic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The... You're I thought this was Mike a nice family. emotional note They're to start
0: here. And to your point, Pete, ultimately their plan ends up not working. It's foiled yeah. as usual. Because they took five
2: seconds to do it. It was like, it's this fall. isn't a report that you forgot about. It was a bird, right, that flew out. Was it a bird? Yeah, yeah. You can't blame bird. the bird. It I was like bird. not that good of a plan. Hoping you wouldn't notice an open door to the outside inside of a house. Do well, uh, but it, does every time you open a door to the outside does a bird fly in Pete? Uh, not every time, but there's a number of times. <laughs> a number of times.
1: Yeah. How many birds are in your
2: house right now? Uh, I, right now, at least three. But, <laughs> what you got to worry about is the squirrels because the squirrels,
1: man, oh, oh. ah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, wow, Snow White over here He's got animals (laughs) crawling up his ass all the time They're They're attracted by the Morlifluous
0: sounds of his podcasting Is what happens Exactly,
1: Cinderella Uh, A a lot of your clothes are made by birds, right? They
0: have a a fine plan I think they, there were probably a a lot of variables They definitely had a lot of like Unnecessary elements Like Duncan being like My job is to hide Yeah (laughs)
1: And, and then he doesn't even do
0: that. <laughs> no, he doesn't do that very well. But the abs- I think we could agree on one thing. The absolute it, best part of the plan was Bodhi's part of the plan, right? Which I love that moment. The Bob glass, Bodhi yeah. doing the magic trick, revealing the grape is missing, and then JB using the small world key to trap Eden was very cool.
1: I
2: was very, very happy cool. that. But evil Josh ruined that. He's, no, he, no.
1: He, was, he was being a parent. He was a, being an effective parent. Get your hands out of my giant dollhouse, kid. <laughs> kid. <laughs> the normal, That's an dollhouse. I say that to my dollhouse. kids all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's my dollhouse. Go play with your dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Awful. Awful pa- parent.
0: I, while we're jumping all over the place here, though, talking about Josh, I thought the moment with Josh and Nina was really good. And I like the emotional yeah. way they work their way around there. Tying into Nina's arc from the first season, in case anybody forgot exactly what happened, Nina and Josh, and uh, Josh basically confesses to her. He says, listen, evil, I had an Josh. ancestor. I'm evil. We'll just get that out of the way. He says that, right? Be- yeah. 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 yeah well. uh, I have an ancestor, uh, came to Matheson, was a red coat, had this journal. Uh, there was this piece of weird iron that was included in it. He described this portal maybe that's where my wife is. Like, he thinks maybe he could find a portal to heaven or something like that and find his wife or proof of the afterlife or something like that and that would give him some comfort. And that ties really nicely into Nina's arc from the first season where she was just looking for answers about Reddoll. And the hilarious, not hilarious, but actually the sad thing about both of these things is they have a really good conversation where Nina's basically like, You got to let it go and you got to concentrate on here and now. You got to concentrate on the real world. Except as viewers, we know that Nina was 100% right last season
1: and
2: Josh is 100% right this season. So it's this interesting dichotomy. side with evil Josh. What are you talking about?
1: No, I think we can definitively say after this episode that Josh is not evil. He's just investigating something the same way that Nina was last season, to Alex's point. So evil Josh is actually good Josh. Nope. Hot, he's he's still dealing hot. with
0: the death of his wife. That is the main emotional thing that he's doing. And I don't get a sense that he is lying about his story or anything like that. It's just ultimately if he wants to get to the place where Nina has gotten to now, which is settled and moving on and trying to go forward in her life. And he's not quite there yet.
2: No, he'd yeah. rather dress up in his red coats and play with his little dollhouse and collect old bullets. Well, that's I fun. mean, that sounds like the coolest dude I've ever heard
1: of. <laughs> Let me be honest. I would love to do all that stuff. If that was my job oh, to oh. play with the dollhouse and wear a cool coat, um, sign me up. <laughs> a cool coat? I can't even wear a cool coat now. I'm an adult.
2: <laughs> what do what you kind mean? of job is that?
1: What do you mean you can't wear a cool coat now? What is that? You, you think go I can pull off wearing a red coat like that? Just being like, hey, hey, Dude, I'm I've in seen a meeting. you wear
2: some ridiculous things, man. You can definitely. Certainly.
1: I can wear a lot of ridiculous things, but if yeah. I show up in full red coat regalia like I want to. <laughs> People are gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna throw the bayonet on and stab yeah. me up a couple times. Remind me, yeah, after I know we're done I t- would.
0: The podcast, I actually have an alert set up on LinkedIn for a dollhouse job
1: <laughs> with the requirement
0: must wear cool coat. And nothing's come up yet, but I can add you to that so you can get
1: the e- emails. Most of my experiences as a dollhouse manager. I move <laughs> the furniture around, uh, make sure all the dolls are eating their fake vegetables. You used to be a maze manager, but then you kept letting people through with the different
2: numbers of tickets and stuff. Yeah.
0: And also he told everybody the trick that you gotta put your left hand on the wall that
2: you just Oh, uh, don't it. call that back. <laughs> you just called it back. You no. called
0: it back. I called you back to,
2: I, draw, I called back the bouncer job of the maze. I didn't call back your left hand and bullshit you, you, you made. Set, up. You set me up for that, all right? Your stupid wall thing <laughs> that would get people just stuck in a circle. Absolutely it works. Let me just Next say Alex.
1: If you're ever in a maze and you're like, hey, everybody, listen, I got a trick, and it's just you touching the wall with your left hand, people are not going to be impressed. I mean, I'd rather see Bodhi's magic trick, let me be honest.
0: You work in a doll trick.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't work the in a doll house. I work grandma. above and on. next to a doll house. I, if I could get in the doll house and be a doll, then I could wear any coat I wanted if I was uh, a doll. That would
0: be so cool.
1: Anyway, Josh stump. is
0: definitely not evil. I like the emotional intensity here. It'll be interesting just to see what happens with him. Um, but what do we think? What do we think about what's going on with Kinsey? Because there's some huge moments with her here in this episode. First of all, before we even get to the romantic stuff, I I love the acting job that everybody was doing in the oh, beginning yeah. of this episode when Gabe came in. It actually felt like I know they are literally actors, but it actually felt very authentic to the way that Kinsey and Tyler and Bodie would do all of this stuff to stay pretty even. And particularly Scott being the one who was like, oh, I'm fiddling with the lights. Everything felt very true to me in terms of the situation, which I think is a hard note to hit.
2: Yeah, I think they did a great job with that. And it's, uh, you know... It was fun to see the extra tension, you know, they were still, you could feel it, even though like, uh, you know, Gabe didn't really, uh, you know, I don't think there was much for Gabe to even pick up on, but you could still kind of feel it because we knew. Uh, But man, that was just like that whole lead up and it was just like, what are they going to do? Is it going to work? Just, just heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking.
1: It was an elaborate plan, and it was a plan mm-hmm. where it was everyone was so nervous they kept showing up at the plan. Yeah, like exactly. when Tyler was like, huh? "Hey, just hey. Yeah, whoops, here I am. Hi, is everything cool? Just here to be here." Yeah. Uh, so it was it was tense, and you could because they got close to messing it up so many times. And he even said, uh, "Where's Where's Bodie? Oh, he's, or Where's Eden? Oh, Bodie trapped her." Hilarious I mean, The I, part where I was like This is gonna go badly now Is when he was like Where's Doug? Doug yeah. doesn't miss stuff like this Doug doesn't have anything else to do Besides guard a maze
0: That is They should have brought them in Right? Like maybe they did it for safety Or something like that But Doug and Zadie and Abby And the rest of the Savinis this is a situation when they should have brought them into the loop about this because they already know about the magic of the keys. They're already
1: aware of everything that's going on. Yeah, but
2: you're asking them to risk their lives to come help them fight more demons. More people. More people. Even
1: beyond that, ask telling them, like, hey, you know, Gabe, he's evil. A lot of explaining about how Gabe's evil. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, it's one of Weren't those, like, you I don't dating know. Gabe? You're like, yeah, I was, but I didn't yeah. know he was evil. did Tyler ty- also date the same monster <laughs> and you both kissed? And Isn't that the black truck
2: that uh, Tyler made out with, uh, you know. Like, where are you go with this? Tyler made out of with a truck? Oh, he made out in a truck. Okay, Yeah, he made out in a truck with Dodge. And
1: they were like, hey, cool car. Where'd you get it? Uh, uh, we, we know where the truck came from. Plus, you know, when all those other kids show up, they're going to be like, where's the duffel bag? Can we see the duffel bag? I want to check out the duffel bag again.
2: Well, that was the thing. It was like, where's Aaron? But then it was like, where's Aaron's sweet duffel bag? You know? yeah. Where's <laughs> Aaron's fun. luggage? Yeah. Nina gave that up very
0: quickly, right? When, Doug, when she was like, hey, where's, uh, where's Aaron? And Duncan was like, oh, she left in the middle of the night. She didn't want to say goodbye. And he was like, great, go to work. <laughs>
2: great. I'm dating yes. somebody new, so I don't care about anybody.
1: Uh, I will say, yes, that was handled very quickly, it, especially when before that they were like, what do we tell mom? They're like, I'll, I'll handle, handle it. it. And he was like, she gone. Bye bye. Like, <laughs> so he did handle it. Way but I will say when Gabe asked uh, Kinsey, where's Aaron? I thought that was a great moment. And you talk about the acting, like the way she's sort of like you can see her like. Yeah. Bottle it up. You know, she was doing so well with, like, being comfortable with Gabe when he first got there. When he asked that, she, like, just for a second, the mask Mm. slips. And that's so hard to do uh, as an actor. And she crushes it. Big Kinsey episode. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Great stuff from her. I
0: like the fact that
1: Scott's movie
0: continues to be very silly. Uh, and yeah. everybody over compliments him about absolutely everything. What do they call it? Like Beauty and the Beast meets John Carpenter or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like,
1: All right, uh, let's But also, he wrote that like in, in a rush so that they could trick Gabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made that shit up. So, does so you like, see famously, deadlines. Kevin
0: Williamson wrote Scream in a day. So, mm-hmm.
1: wow! There you go. Wow! <laughs> who well, who is he trying to trap? America. America uh <laughs> is it,
0: is America's, America's, uh you know, imagination.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> nice, nice choice. Nice wow.
1: choice. We got a real film critic over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you guys think when you the episode opens? They burn Aaron things. Sad. We get yeah. sort of a little title sequence, and they had there's a little little graphic here mm-hmm. where we see a key that looks a lot like the demon shaped key that Gabe made earlier. And Then we mm-hmm. see a bunch of people turn into demons. But wait, what do you mean? That's what happened. You saw that at the beginning of the episode, and then that's what happened. Yeah. They've been doing that every episode. But this one said too much, I think. Oh, you think it gave, gave it away. away? When I saw that, I was like, now oh. I know what the key is. Now uh, I know what's okay. happening, and then it happened. I see what you're saying.
0: Uh, yeah, there's been a couple of episodes like that where it definitely is not so much a tease as telling you exactly what's going to happen with the key later in the episode. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I get it. Yeah, I um, stopped looking because they were spoiling it. Yeah Wow well, There's actually a lot of spoilers in the episode If you think
1: about it Yeah, once you watch something It's technically spoiled mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. I
0: always, it. the entire time I, Whenever I watch anything I'm yelling, uh-oh, spoiler alert Spoiler alert
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop talking You guys take this one. I love <laughs> the idea of that. you You quietly watching TV being like Spoiler alert To <laughs> <For> yourself <laughs>
2: that's very darling it's adorable (laughs) i mean i'm spoiling this
1: whole podcast Mm -hmm. uh
0: what else what else happened in this episode because i feel like i'm losing the track a little bit but go ahead
1: Uh, well i do think um the talking about nina um the great scene with josh and it does make me think that their relationship may be going somewhere good evil josh hot good evil josh um so that's cool. The a moment in the beginning with the kids where they're just like, bye, we've got to go uh, try to save the world from this demon. Like, everyone's so casual. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think we love about the Locke family is they're able to be in these crazy circumstances and still find some light fun, like Bodhi being Pretty cocky about Eden being trapped in that glass. Isn't yeah, right?
2: not-so-thick glass. But I'd like to go back to what you said about Nina real quick. Like, like the fact that she witnessed evil Josh yelling at a kid, you know what I mean, who didn't steal something was, uh, you know, a huge red flag. And I'm really surprised how cool she was with it. Um you know, cause like What's
0: like a, a red flag? He is a teacher and he's in charge of the dorms And right. somebody stole something from him And he was yelling at the kid I don't think any of that is beyond the pale
1: And let me throw something out to you, Pete A man mm-hmm. prone to yelling sure, sure, um, sure. How are you saying that that's a red flag for, you, for him When you yell sometimes mm-hmm. Are you saying it's a red flag for someone who is dating you? Uh,
2: I'm just saying that like I was really impressed with her, like how cool she was with that, um, because it seemed like he was uh, losing a little bit. As someone who loses it, um, I can recognize when somebody else is losing it.
0: That's definitely what was happening in the moment there, is that because he was yelling, it was supposed to be a red flag. But my point is, I don't. I don't think that was out of the realm of reason what he was necessarily doing. And then he went on to actually explain it and the emotion behind it and why he's so hepped up about losing this piece of iron and everything. Um, So it all all tracked. Uh, There was one other moment in there that I wanted to mention. We've talked about this a bit on the podcast, but Nina mentions that Joe Ridgway was sitting Uh. right there and talking to her. And I thought that was a really nice moment just because we've seen... There's a lot of cumulative history happening in this season in very relatively subtle ways. Like, there are things they're doing for the bigger things, where they give you all the story you need, whether you've watched it before or not. But something like a mention of Joe Ridgway, that's something that sparks memories from the first season that you could pick up the context if for whatever reason you didn't watch the first season or you don't remember who Joe Ridgway is. But if you do remember, it makes the scene so much richer and makes Nina's journey so much richer. So I thought that was a really nice, very subtle moment in the middle of that scene.
2: I was really impressed with her ability to kind of like understand somebody else's pain and kind of talk about... Like, being able to kind of, like, set it down and move on. I mean, I, I it was very moving.
0: Yeah. Now, yeah. we. I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Pete, you must be gutted about the central event in this episode, which is, and I'm sorry to say it out loud. I know it's going to hurt you even to say it, but Kinsey and Scott kiss. And I'm sorry. Uh, I think that, like, puts yeah. the nail in the coffin, of Gabe and Kinsey, I just don't think it's going to happen at this time point, and I know <laughs> you're a huge Gabe shipper. So, are you feeling okay? It, it,
2: it was a great kiss, uh, Kinsey. You know, it was it was nice the way that she that's did that. Really, it was,
0: that's really big, really, big say. Really, big yeah. really big of you. Really big. Really big of
2: you.
1: It was a I'm beautiful moment. Um, me, it was very sweet I love the moment where they're about to kiss And then it gets interrupted And Duncan throwing out some strong looks Just like, huh? Mugging like crazy in that moment <laughs> Like, oh, those well, kids it's are a, kissing in there
2: yeah, it's, But it's also like, hey, guys We need to take this seriously
1: here Because, you know, the bad guy's literally driving up the driveway You know, uh, But it's a great time to kiss If you're like, we're about to go into a tough situation All right it I was, always kiss the – every time I get on the subway in the morning, I kiss the person next to me. Because I'm <laughs> Just like, in we, case can, we don't you, know what could happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who knows? Well, wow. Putting your life in the subway's hands,
0: definitely. Subway's have <laughs> hands as well. Uh, the uh, – like you're saying, I think they did a really nice job of playing against the expectations of the rhythm of that sort of scene. Because you expect they're going to keep getting interrupted and then almost kiss and then Scott leaves. But the fact that she grabs his arm and pulls him back so and kisses good. him. Great. Great just kiss. So great. Glad to see them together. Also makes great. Makes me mo- oh, mo- all I wanted to say, last thing, makes me very worried about Scott at this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh definitely I'll, worried about him. Uh, also the Aloha moment uh mm-hmm. with the you know, the double bird that Bodie gives, just really yeah. fantastic. Just really.
0: Well, that they also held
2: back on that callback until the seventh
0: episode shows yeah. And I know this sounds very silly, but it's a remarkable amount of frustrate. That was one of the big takeaway moments from the first season. So yeah. you could throw that in constantly, but they didn't know Constantly. It. Yeah.
1: So. They did it in just the right spot. Um, let's talk about Eden in this episode. Top of the episode, she's like really giving Gabe some shit. You can see that he's like pretty much done with her, but has to keep her around. When she shows up at the at Key House, I'm, she looks wilder and uh, more insane than she has the entire series. She's like uh, spun up. And I love, she gets pulled back in by, uh, by Bodhi's magic trick. And then she gets ditched. Yeah. I know that was surprising.
2: She did stop and chug a beer, which you got to respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt.
0: Stress. I is love so many things with Eden in this episode. Like I've been
2: talking about, I think
0: every episode so far, She's in the right here. Everything that she's saying to Gabe is 100% correct. And he's ignoring it for whatever human feelings he has. At this point, I'm starting to feel like it's hubris on his part more than anything. Like it's not necessarily liking the locks. It's being like, I'm in charge of all these plans. I'm the demon who runs shit. And he's not doing it properly. He's assuming things. He's assuming he's too powerful. And Eden sees right through that.
1: Well, I think what it boils down to is he as soon as he came up with a plan where he's going to create this demon key and unlock demons that he has control over. It's insanely frustrating to be like, I'm so close to being in charge of my army, but right now I have to deal with this woman who won't listen to me. And it's very frustrating. So, like, I think it was a, a, you know, a his plan not coming together was what was frustrating him. And as soon as he has the key or thinks he has the key, he's like, you're done. I'm going to go make people that'll just listen to me.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also a little bit, not a little bit, it's a lot of bit about control, right? Like he wants people who aren't going to question whom are going to just be subservient and follow him. And that's not what Eden is, even if she's like him. But I do... I do think that break was a long time coming, and I'm glad to see it. Uh, what do we think about the Eden-Kinsey fight? That Oh, off? yeah,
1: that was fun. That was like straight out of a comic book. It was 100%. like very, it was like Eden was like, let's yeah. do this. And Kinsey was like, yeah. And then they just like, Goo. <laughs> it yeah. was
2: well, was Kinsey great. with the Hercules belt was just great. I mean, that was fun.
0: Yes. It was was super fun. That definitely feels like one of those moments in the writer's room where they're like, well, we got to do this. (laughs) This is perfectly set up for this. So let's do it. So very silly, uh, but very fun fight nonetheless uh, and enjoyable to watch. Excited to see what Eden is going to do going
1: forward. Mm. Yeah, we got three more apps. She has to pop back up. I think she's going to want revenge on Gabe is Mm. maybe her driving force because she hates the locks, but only because Gabe does. So like, what is she, what are her actual wants? Mm -hmm. The cheeseburgers, it seems like. Potentially. I mean, that might be part of it as
0: well, right? I don't think they've been very overt about this, but Gabe has very specific goals and wants things. Eden has not expressed what she wants other than chaos.
2: That's pretty much it. I mean, she wants takeout food. You saw the receipts. She just wants to eat takeout and live her life. You know what I mean? That was a very fun detail as well, that they tracked her down based on her having too many takeout receipts in her pockets. Yeah. Because, that, that yeah. you know, when you're half demon or all demon, whatever she is at this point, when they ask you if you want a receipt, you say yes. And you put it in your pocket. You know what yeah, I mean? like, like a respect- that famous
0: line in Ghostbusters. If somebody asks you if you want a receipt, <laughs> you say yes. Right, Pete?
1: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm um i have a a question um they make a big point uh gabe and eden in their sort of first scene where they're they're talking about the plan and like are the locks onto us or not and he pulls out his key stash and he's like Mm -hmm. not bringing this key this is the echo key yeah this is the one i'm not gonna bring um is that key being set up for a later play Or was that just telling us, remember, he's an Echo, and if he gets pulled into the wellhouse, he vanishes?
2: I'm hoping it's a later play. And I'm wondering if, like, since uh, Eden is free now, maybe she beelines for that key, because that's the Mm. only key she could really get at this point. They've definitely been
0: very economical with the information throughout this season to a surprising degree, where there's even things that are laid down earlier on that seem like random details, but are actually coming back later. So I think that's potentially something we could see happen. Let's talk about the, not the end sequence, but the second half of the episode. Once ultimately Gabe does beat them and take Bodie and Duncan to his cabin. Um, I thought this was really
2: interesting. The way this all played out, it didn't play out exactly how I expected. And Dun- yeah. and uncle dunk was just making that thing. No problem. Like, Pretty fast. It didn't even seem like he was trying to well, listen, slow down the process at all.
0: I mean, he was, but he wanted to save Bodhi, and Bodhi was being hurt, and he's not going to let Bodhi being hurt. But uh, to that point, even though Gabe ultimately is like, Avi, chase after them, kill them after I've let them go. That's my little demon trick. The fact that he still was like, no, I'm going to let you go, is after taunting them, about Lucas and about Ellie and about everything else. Just the way it played out, again, I think there was more complex and interesting writing at play there than necessarily would have been needed or was expected, but I was glad to see it.
1: Well, and I think maybe it comes down to that Dodge, as Gabe, doesn't like to get his hands dirty. Mm -hmm. Like, he hasn't done a lot of actual killing, right? No. So like well, maybe it came Aaron last Aaron. episode <laughs>
0: recently yes right um, he choked her and snapped her neck but otherwise doesn't get his hands dirty
1: well that that was a very dirty that's dirty but I, I just think like with the locks they are like more uh, she this was right after Aaron had sort of aggravated him by talking about Lucas as well so I think yeah. there was a, some passion there and I think. With the locks, I think there's there's something about it that he let them go. I I don't. It doesn't strike me as something where they were just like mm, we don't. Want, we need them to live as a writer move. It felt like a choice that the character was making. Yeah,
0: yeah, I could potentially see that. I think overall, though, the relationship with Duncan was good. I liked what happened with Javi. What ultimately that key does, I think, is smart and interesting. It's definitely a big riff on what we know from the comics, this is spoilers yeah. from the comics, but Dodge does very similar thing here in terms of corrupting people in the town. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And also that's something that ultimately affects both of your characters in the comic book, Justin and Pete. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see if there's like a Justin and Pete in upcoming
1: episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they, I, if, they I, if they, you don't think I'm a hobby here, right? <laughs> No. no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not to get over yourself. Just throw uh, it out there. Yeah, I play yeah. a similar type. In the- yeah, bro. But you get
0: flattened by a boulder. You don't yeah. actually get taken over by a- it. Yeah, don't, you're wearing I a
1: froofy, like a fancy outfit. You know what I mean? Very cool suit. For those of you that don't know, uh, we were all uh, written and drawn into the original comic book. And some time. of us got glorious deaths and others didn't. Uh, P was sliced in half. Um, you Alex, were crushed uh, by a boulder. I, was, I am uh, continuing
0: my profitable medical practice as Dr. Zalman. Profitable, <laughs> is it? Profitable. Wow. Yeah, what are you, scamming
1: well. money? You yeah, what, no, you what, know, I, I show
0: people
2: x-rays for money.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Wow, black
2: market. Um, I uh, would like, uh, I didn't know if you were still doing a tangent, Justin, but I, I, I would really like to talk about, like, I know I talked a little bit bad about Uncle Dunk, like, not, not stalling, you know. Um, but I, I thought it was really amazing that he came up with the idea to split up to like uh, sacrifice himself so Brody could get away. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome of him.
0: Yeah. Uh, I yes, I agree with you. That was a nice moment that he saved Bodie and sacrificed himself. I don't know if I agree that it was a really smart plan.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it saved
0: Bodie. I mean, that's sure. Well, it also saved himself. I mean, ultimately, Tyler and Kidsey came to save him. I like the way that all played out in the woods and that chase seed. I thought that was good. I know I complained a little bit about the maze chase seed in the last episode, but I do think this one was well staged. I don't know and what intense. your problem
2: with mazes are. They're intense. Too, too, easy. Be- too easy. Too easy. You just got
0: to do that hand trick. I don't know. Have I told you
2: guys about this hand trick where you take
0: your left hand, you put it on the wall of the maze and just got to follow it around?
1: That's not good. The hand you activity any. is what we should call it. Or, yeah. uh, it's not a trick. It
2: doesn't it's not do it. A trick. You tracing a wall doesn't help you get out of a maze. Yeah. Oh, try it the next time. Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. So, oh, my um, God. The next and next time I'm, I'm in a I don't maze. think you've ever done that, but you've just read about it and you're just giving it out as advice. Read about it where?
1: In like uh, some sort monthly. of Cub yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Maze Mania Monthly. Yeah.
1: Maze Mania
2: Monthly. <laughs> the, so Be the change was The fight
0: scenes were good. Lots of fight scenes in this episode, Yeah. which is very fun. Definitely feels like things are amping up here. And then ultimately, we get that very ominous line at the end from Gabe where he says, let's go make some new friends which is very bad news. Yes, Pete.
2: I wanted to say Gabe as a villain having some fun, like villain moments where he's like, uh, you know, he makes Javi and Javi's like, this isn't funny, bro. And he's like, well, comedy is, you know, uh, it's all about perspective. I thought that was really just having some fun being like, you know, yeah, I I loved his casual bad guy attitude.
1: I thought it was uh, enjoyable. Uh, so what do we think? How does the this uh, demon key work? Is there an actual demon in Javi from the Black Door? He certainly goes demon effaced, but the demon only is a thrall basically to Gabe, it seems like. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, he seems because there's that moment where he tells Javi, go hit your head against the wall and he immediately does it. Yeah. So... Like we we're talking about, it seems like that was so brutal to oh, yeah, it's almost seems the opposite, not the opposite of Eden, but definitely different from Eden, and yeah, again, in the comics, what happens is that Gabe brings everybody down to the black door and infects them with his demons. I think I wonder if they went in a different direction here with the writers' room from the very beginning of the season, or they hit on the stuff with Eden and then thought, oh wait. We can't do that because then he's going to have an army of Edens potentially. So instead, it does seem like I think it's an open question whether it's actually attaching a demon to them or not, but it's certainly making them demon-like and making them subservient to him.
1: Yeah. What I really like what what Javi demon says um, I don't know what happened, but it feels good. Yeah. Like I like that it's they seem to maintain their personality, unlike Eden. Um, Who it feels like the demon takes over. It feels like Javi's Javi, but he's like poisoned by this sort Mm -hmm. of demon energy or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Should be exciting. Should be nerve wracking. Any other moments you want to call out from the episode before we start to wrap up here?
2: Yeah. I think that uh, Kinsey's kind of like uh, punch out of Javi was really impressive to kind of save the
1: day there. Yes. Yes. Very yep. cool. Great Kinsey moments throughout the episode. <laughs> well, there's real. one thing that we must mention is we get another episode of chowder talk <laughs> oh, right yeah. in the height of the just
2: uh, you know talking smack about it, like it made somebody sick or something. Come on, went, nobody gets sick off chowder chair. spot. Yeah, no, should have gone to Phil's. Have they uh, talked about chowder in every episode this season so far?
1: I oh. we need to go back because I think yeah. we've only picked up on it lately. The, yeah, la- in the, the last certainly two. in the last three. Yeah, three. Because really? we had this mention. There's the mention at the Winterfest. The Winterfest. You mm-hmm. can't uh, have a Winterfest without chowder. Come on. And then the one before that was the big chowder conversation that prompted our big chowder conversation.
0: Yeah. Oh. And, I mean, talking about Winterfest, you got to have chowder. you got to have gin. Go back and forth. Have a little sip of chowder. Have a little sip of gin.
1: Oh, have a yeah. gin well, chowder every,
0: is my what, famous drink that I make.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Whenever I go in a bar, I'm like, I'll have a, a gin chowder. And the bartender's always like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get <laughs> out of here. Yeah, that's hey, gin chowder. You, uh, get out uh, of Justin,
0: here got To order a Manhattan gin chowder or a New England gin chowder, the two very different things you gotta
1: order specifically. A Manhattan gin chowder is wrong in more more ways than you could even think of. I'll Uh, take a Manhattan gin chowder. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about the key moments in the episode. Pete, over to you. What was your key moment this Mm. episode?
2: I think the key moment is, um the Nina evil Josh breakup because if uh Nina it's not a br- break up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah no they're taking a break that they, they yeah, both decide so. they're going in different directions um because that's gonna free her up so hopefully she can get a part of what's going on and help out the home team a little bit. Justin what about you what was your keyboard <laughs> to the episode
1: um I think uh I guess it's uh, Duncan. Duncan is the key maker. He still is the key maker. I mean, I had been calling out all along. I feel like Bodie's going to be the one that will be able to make the keys. Uh, Duncan is the key maker. Um, there's no more whispering iron that we know of on the table. So um, I wonder if he's going to have I feel like he's going to make another key somehow in this season um, because he's going to feel really bad about what he's just done.
0: Uh, I was going to bring up, which we didn't really talk about the way you make keys because he shows the proper way, which is to uh, stare at the iron with intention. And yep. then the iron's like, got it. That's the kind of key I'm going to become. And then you put some of your blood in it and how you make it. So yeah. I do Have you agree. Never, I, you've never what? made keys like that before? I've gotten keys copied, and so they do do the intention, but they don't do the blood because oh. it's a copy of the original yeah, key. That's a key. Okay, I bleed on sense. them later, though, just in case.
1: Smart. Hey, I've, seen you, I've seen you down at Home Depot at the key-making kiosk <laughs> being like, open my front door, please. <laughs> <laughs> open my front door. You know, I've been thrown out of a bunch of those places. So, yeah, I
0: do think that was the one that I was going to call out as well as a key moment. Just seeing Duncan actually make the key for the right way for the first time. Uh, But as a secondary one, Gabe saying, let's go make some new friends. That's bad news. Really feels like we're entering the end game of the season here with that thing. Yeah. Should be fun and terrifying.
1: But still three more eps. Yes. It's going to get worse. Oh, man. (laughs)
2: Can't wait see how many people he can make in three episodes.
0: Uh, I, and there's some joke there, but I'll figure it out by the next time. If you'd like to support nice. our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Lock and Key, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Lock and Key Pod. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep it locked right here.
1: Stay regular locked all week long. (laughs) (laughs)